Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. As you stay with me, I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 46. Isaiah, he's giving it to me, sister. Amen. I got it. Amen. Isaiah 46, beginning in verse 8. 6, 46 in verse 8. When you have it, just shout, I got it. Amen. Isaiah 46 in verse 8 is where I will begin. Amen. Let, let me turn your attention to the word. Listen to what it says. It says, remember this and show yourselves men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Listen to verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east. A man that executeth my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Somebody shout, he's going to do it. Shout it again, he's going to do it. Touch somebody next to you and shout, he's going to do it. He is going to do it. Today, if you allow me for just a few moments, I want to preach to you on this subject. A declared end. A declared end. Would you lift your voice with me this house? God, we love you so much. I thank you for your word right now. I pray that your spirit would enter this room and you would touch hearts and you would touch minds and you would touch spirits. God, I pray that you would give us power today to not only be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Would you put your hands together now? Come on, put your hands together. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. A declared end. A declared end. I want to point out something for you in Isaiah 46 in my reading today. In Isaiah 46 in verse 8 through 11, anytime you see repetition in the Bible, especially when the Bible repeats itself simultaneously, you know that whatever is being repeated is important. That you should underline that, that you should put an asterisk on that, that you need to highlight that in yellow. And let me read for you Isaiah 46 again. He says, remember this. Somebody say remember then again, in the, same, in the same verse, he says, bring it again to mind. And then in verse 9, he says, remember the former things. Three times God tells us to remember. Remember it, bring it back to your mind, and remember the things of old. Somebody shout, remember. remember. That is a verily, verily, I say unto thee. That is a, hey, 
this is an asterisk. This is a point. I need you to not only get this in your mind, but also get this in your spirit so you can bring it back to remembrance. Somebody shout amen. amen. Every once in a while, you hear me pray here at True Chapa and you hear me say, Lord, write this on the corridors of our hearts. Because whatever is in your heart will come out of your mouth. Somebody say, what's in the well comes up in the bucket. The Bible says it like this. That's an old country saying, but let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. Lord, write it on our heart so I can remember it and bring it back to remembrance. And the church said amen right there. He said, I want you to remember this, and this is what I want you to remember. I am God. And really, that's all you need to know. On Wednesday night, we started a new series on the life's greatest questions. And I, I began that series by reading Genesis 1 and 1 that simply says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That It's a simple scripture. It's a simple line. But if you can get that in your heart, that's really all you need to know. You, oh, what you need to know is that God created everything. And there's nothing that's going to come into your life, nothing that's going to come into your future, nothing that is now or that is to come or that has already happened that God himself does not have his hand on in some way, form, or fashion. Because in the beginning, God created. Somebody shout yes. He created all things. All things were made by him. And without him, there is nothing that was made that is made. God has his hand on it. He said, I want you to remember this. I am God and there is none else. Nobody. Who's standing beside me? Nobody. I looked to my left, there was nobody. I looked to my right, there was nobody. I looked behind me, there was nobody. I looked in front of me, there was nobody. I looked above me, there was nobody. I looked below me, there was. When God looks around, there's nobody but him. Ain't nobody standing beside him. There ain't no Jesus, Junior. He said, there is none but me. I'm all by myself. Watch what else he says. And there is none like me. Because some folks have tried to set up other gods, but they're not like my God. You know why they're not like my God? They're not like my God, number one, because you can go to their graves and they are still in the tomb and still in the ground. But if you go to my God's grave, there is nothing in there. There is empty. The tomb is still. I know it's a Sunday after Easter, but you need to know the tomb is still empty. He's alive. He is risen. He is risen forevermore. That's the first reason that there is no God like my God. The second reason is my God is available. He's available. The Bible says that he is as close as the mention of his name. The Bible says that he answers the prayers of those that believe. He said, if you believe it and you speak it, you shall have it because my God's available. You can pray to a golden calf all you want to, but it ain't available. But if you call on the name of Jesus, he's available. He is there and he is willing and ready to restore, renew, and reconstruct. Listen, I'm reminded of those, those, uh, those, those prophets of Baal who, 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 
marched around that altar day all day long, all from the morning to the evening time. They cut themselves. They shouted. They did all. They they were calling out to their God. They were singing to their God. And and Elijah said, "Is your God on vacation?" Elijah said, "Maybe maybe your God took a nap. Somebody forgot to wake him up." And then when it was all said and done, Elijah said, you know what? You've had your chance to talk to your God. Now it's my turn. And Elijah said a 64-word prayer. He just prayed a little prayer. Lord, he prayed a little, 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 little Thanksgiving dinner prayer. Lord, if you would, come on by here and show these people that you are who you say you are. And the Bible said that fire fell from heaven because my God is available and my God answers prayer. Hey, he ain't a picture on the wall. He ain't hanging around nobody's neck today. Let me say it again. He ain't a picture on the wall and he ain't hanging around nobody's neck today. No, sir. My God is available. He's everywhere always. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omnipowerful. He is God all by himself. He said, I want you to remember that. It seems for God that it's kind of an elementary uh, concept that I'm God. Like, we know that. God. He said, no, no, no. I need you to remember it. Bring it back to remembrance and remember it again. Remember it three times because this is important. Put an asterisk beside this. You need to remember that I'm God because everything that's going to happen in your life is going to hinge on the fact that I'm God. If you can settle it in your heart that I'm God, then you're going to be good. Now, when you step, you try to be God, you're going to be in trouble. Or you put so-and-so in the God place, or you put her in the God place, or you put him in the God place, or you put that money in the God place, or you put that job in the God. If you can make sure that he's God all by himself, everything that happens next is going to be fine. If you can remember, he is God, and there's nobody beside him. Somebody shout, all by myself. He said, I'm God all by myself. Then he makes a statement that I want to preach to you about today. I can stay on that for a long time and preach a whole message on how powerful and mighty God is. But let me tell you what he says in Isaiah 46 and 10. The, the next statement he says is declaring, he says, I'm God. There's nobody like me. I'm God. There's nobody beside me. I declare the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. He said, I declare the end from the beginning. That in the beginning of a thing, I declare what the end will be from the beginning of a thing. I said this last Wednesday night. I'll say it again. There are two words that are not in God's vocabulary. The first word that is not in God's vocabulary is wow. You ain't ever going to surprise him. You ain't never going to blow his mind. You ain't never going to impress him. God don't say wow. The other word that God doesn't say is oops. It's because he does not make mistakes and he doesn't make junk. In the beginning, he declared what the end would be. You ain't going to surprise him. And he don't make mistakes. In the beginning, he declared that the end would be what he said that it would be. And the devil can't change what God has already declared. Somebody shout, he declared it. Somebody shout, he declared it over me. That when I began, he already knew my ending. Can I preach a little while? Let me... Let me do a little, let me do a little demonstration today. I'll do a little object lesson. It is Sunday. It is Sunday, so 
It's Sunday, so let me do a little, little, little Sunday school. Brother, brother, brother Jordan, would you come help me? Brother Jordan, I'd like you to take that in. I'd like you to stand over there. All right. Brother Joseph, come help me. Come this way just a little bit. Come this way just a little bit. All right, you go. Take that in and stand all the way by the organ. There we go. And just, just take up that slack and pull it tight. Somebody say the beginning. Somebody shout it again. The beginning. In the beginning, God, in the beginning, God says, I've already drawn a line and I know what the end is. You don't know what the end is. And it's not up for you to know what the end is. That ain't your, you stay in your lane, God gonna stay in his lane. God said, at the beginning, I declared what the end would be. In the beginning, I spoke what the end would be. I declared it. He said, I spoke it. He said, I declared that from, from the where it started, I drew the finish line already. I declared the end already. So no matter where you are on this journey, can I preach to somebody for this a little bit? I don't care where you are on this. And this journey has got ups. This journey has got downs. This journey has got lefts. This journey has got rights. But as long as you keep your hand in the hand of the master, no matter where you are on this journey, you're going to end up in the right place. There ain't a devil in hell. There ain't a spirit in this room. There ain't a... There ain't a person, there ain't a man, there ain't a woman, there ain't a it, there ain't a the that can interrupt what God has at the end of this thing for you. Somebody shout yes. I want to tell somebody, I don't care where you started. I don't care where it started at. God already had the end in mind that when it began, he don't begin half cock. He don't shoot from the hip. He already had the end already in mind. And no matter where you find yourself up, down, I don't care if you turned around, God said that's the end. God had your ministry in mind. God had your anointing in mind. God had your family in mind. God had your future in mind. He said, I declare the end from the beginning. That in the beginning, I already had a mate. You are clueless, but God ain't clueless. You're struggling, but God ain't struggling. You're trying to figure it out, but God ain't trying to figure it out. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. to today but I come to tell you I don't care what happened to you yesterday there is a bright future ahead of you there is a bright future ahead of you God ain't done with you if you're still breathing God ain't finished with you yet there is a declared end stay there let me let me just show you let me just show you be seated he said in Revelations verse chapter 1 and verse 8 he said, I am Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning and the ending, said the Lord. He said, I am here and I'm here at the same time. I'm in the beginning pushing you and I'm over here in the end calling you. <laughs> I'm the God that got you started, and I'm the God that's bringing you to the finish line. Paul said it like this. He said, I press toward the mark.
for the prize of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. I started out on a struggle boat. I started out on the struggle bus, but God has made my plan straight. And I'm not saying that I'm not still struggling because I know we all got good days and bad days. But I put my hope and my trust in what God said and not what I see. Can I get some help? Watch what he said. Hey, put that verse back up there. Revelation 1 verse 8. Let me say, let me say what it was. He said, I am the beginning and the ending. Watch what he said. The Lord, which is. Somebody say now. now. He is now. So wherever you at. Some of y'all young folks, y'all about right here. He said, I is. He said, I'm right here. Some of us middle-aged people, we ran around in here somewhere. Hallelujah. He said, I'm there too. The God which is. Some of y'all getting closer and closer. But he said, I is here too. Let me tell you, let me tell you one word no Christian can speak, and that is retirement. You ain't ever done. He said, I am the God which is, but watch what else he said. I'm the God which was. I was here. When they hurt you, I was here. When you went through trouble, I was here. I, I is and I was. And matter of fact, just so you know, I'm, I, I'm also over here. I am the one that is to come. Did you see what I'm saying? God said, no matter where you are at in your life, I'm on all sides of you. I was, I saw your past, and I'm okay with it. I see your future, and it's beautiful. And I'm with you right now, and I'm holding your hand, and I'm saying, walk with me, baby. Talk with me, baby. I got you. I is. I'm, I'm here right now. Right now. I was back there. I saw it all, and I forgave you all. I'm with you right now, and I'm holding your hand, and I'm going to be with you tomorrow when you walk into the declared end. Somebody say, he is. He was. He is to come. He's in my now. He's in my past. And he's in my future. I have a declared end. He said it again in Revelation 22, 13. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. I am the first and I'm the last. Hmm. What's what he said in Jeremiah 29 and 11? Jeremiah 29 and 11. Some of you can quote it. He said, but I know the thoughts that I think toward you. He said, I know what I'm thinking about you. He said, I know right here where it all started. Where, where it all, I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. That ministry, that family, that anointing, that position, that power. He said, listen, if you want to make your own end, you make it. But it ain't going to be near as nice as the end that I have prepared for you. He said, I think thoughts of peace and not of evil so I can give you. He says it differently here than he said it in Isaiah. He says, I'll give you an expected end. That means he expected for that to happen. He expected it. So no matter what happens in your life, that's the end that God expected. That's the end that God declared. So if it's the expected end, and it's the declared end who can separate you from God's expectation. Who can separate you from God's declaration? Uh, 
Let me, let me hold this in right now. You, go, go ahead and start walking. Keep your hand on the rope. Keep your hand on the rope. So right here, when this happened to you and the enemy got you, put you in some trouble, caused you to fall, caused you to sin, all this right here that happened is not as powerful as what's pulling you. Listen, if the devil could stop you, he would have already stopped you. Let me tell you, the only way the devil wins, this is the only way the devil wins, is if you quit coming. If you stop coming, he got you. If he can make you stay home for a week, two weeks, three weeks, three years, 30 years, he can stop you from coming. He won. Because he can get you off the track. But as long as you stay on the track, go ahead, keep on. As long as you stay in the line for what's coming, there ain't a devil in hell that can stop you. He may try to slow you down. He may trip you up. That's why the Bible said lay aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset you. Because there is an end in mind. And it doesn't matter how the enemy tries. He does not have the, the only person in this room that has the power to get you off the expected end is you. You're the only person that can mess you up. You're the only person that can, that, that can cause you to fall. God has an expected end for you. He had already saw the end. He already spoke the end for you. And there ain't anything that can stop you from reaching what God has for you. Go ahead, give me this rope. Put your hands together for these two young men that helped me today. I want to continue to preach to you. I just, I just had this thought, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I've, been, <clears throat> I've been traveling preaching for a long time. You know, I saw something on Facebook the other day, some preacher I think it was uh, Ty, Ty Tribbett. Uh, Ty Tribbett was, was doing this, uh, this uh, deal with a dollar bill. Somebody got a dollar bill? Somebody got a dollar? Anybody got a dollar? Ty Tribbett was stealing from me. I did this years ago. It's, a, it's a, just a dollar, right? Ooh, it's 10. Uh, let me get a dollar. Let me get any of that bag. Let me get a dollar. Let me get a dollar because, because I'm going to show you the real one. I, 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 I know. Thank you. I owe you a dollar. I, I rather owe you a dollar owe him 10. Amen. <laughs> Because uh, Ty Tribbett did it wrong because I'm the one that made this up. So. <laughs> That's why he said he, 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 he took that hundred, he, he, he had $100. He had $100 because he didn't want to finish the story. Let me finish the story for you. And if you're watching right now, Ty Tribbett, which he, he may watch us live. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to add, add a little something to your deal. So, so here's what he said. He said, how much is this worth? A dollar. Now, you can't get much with a dollar in 2019. 79-cent drinks right now at Kroger, you can get, but it's like cola, Dr. Thunder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I want to drink a soda, it's going to be name brand. Hallelujah. I'm not that bougie, but I'm a little bit bougie, okay? <laughs> he said, this is a dollar, right? He said, he said, watch this. He said, how much is it now? It's a dollar, okay. How much is it now? No matter how the devil tries to devalue you, no matter how much pain he puts you through, no matter how much struggle and strife and tension he puts you through, and no matter how much you put yourself through, at the end of the day, you still hold your value. 
that God is always going to see you for what you are. He, he always know, God always know he can just, girl, I just, I know what happened, but girl, I just smooth you right out. McDonald's will take this and not even blink an eye. Girl, I'll give me some devil mint gum. Some of y'all need it. Halitosis is ferocious. Because no matter what happens in your life, it's value. Okay, this is, this, is, this is the object lesson. But let me show you the real object lesson. Let me show you the next level. Okay, watch this. You, now, now that's, a, that's a fellow offense. So we're going to cut that out of Facebook Live. I, I defaced government property. But, but listen, this is the problem. Now, this is still worth a dollar. Right now, it still it still holds value, and 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 I could I could tape it. I mean, I if if I give you that, how much you got? A dollar. You put a little scotch tape on that thing, press it down real tight. I guarantee you, there ain't a Chick Fil A in this world that'll turn it down. Here's the real object lesson. If I give you this piece, and I give you this piece, what do you got now? Trash. The only time you lose value with God is when you play church. And you're half here and half somewhere else. You lose value when you are not all in. Let me see. God will take a destroyed and broken life that will say, God, I give you all. And he'll make something beautiful out of it. But as long as half of you belongs to the world and half of you belongs to Jesus, you ain't worth nothing, baby. You say, God, I'm going all in. I'll give you my brokenness. I'll give you my woundedness. I'll give you everything. God said, if you'll give me your broken pieces, I've already spoken the end over you. That is beautiful. But stop playing church. Get all in or get all out. Let me tell you how the word of God says it. I'll just prove it to you by Bible because some of y'all still confused. Jesus said this. I wish you were hot or cold but because you're both lukewarm I vomit you out he didn't say that in the Old Testament baby he said that in the New Testament that's a New Testament phrase for a New Testament church that's a church that lost his first love and they were neither hot God said I'll take you all hot he, they were neither cold I'll take you all cold but because you try to be hot and cold at the same time you have no value for me Woo! I wish I had a praying church I wish I could preach it like I feel it, but I won't. I don't care what the devil said over you. He already declared the end for you. And as long as you keep holding on to who and what God is, there ain't a devil in hell that can take your value away. There ain't a spirit in this room that can take your value away. There isn't a struggle, there isn't a trial, there isn't a loss, there isn't a pain that can get you off the track for the desired and declared and expected end that God has for your life. I'm coming to a close, but I want to read for you Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 10. Moses is standing next to the burning bush. This is a burning bush moment in his life. This is the burning bush moment. 
God says, take off your shoes from off your feet, for the place where all thou standest is holy ground. Moses comes and falls on his knees. Here am I, Lord. Here am I. God says this. Come now, therefore. And, and, and I will send you to Pharaoh. That you can bring my people out of Egypt. Come, come. I got a word. I got a word for you. I got a job for you. I got a position for you. I want you to go get my people out of Egypt. Watch what Moses says in verse 11. Moses says unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? That I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Who am I? If you were here last Wednesday night, you heard me speak a little bit about this, this concept, who am I? You see, here's the issue. Moses doesn't know what God has already seen. When Moses' mama put him in that basket, God had already declared an end over him. When there ain't a person in this room that don't have a declared end. There ain't a person in this room that doesn't have a purpose and a plan. Nobody. If you are breathing right now, you are here for a reason and a purpose and a plan. Somebody shout me. Shout it again, me. Shout it louder, me. Me. I. I have a plan. Moses couldn't wrap his mind around what God saw. You are never going to be able to wrap your mind around what God sees. You're never going to be able to put your mind around it. What, what God speaks over you and what God, the reason that God hadn't told some of you your declared end and the reason why God doesn't tell us is because you can't even believe what God has for you. You can't even imagine what God has for you. And Moses says, who am I that I should go? He's looking at all of his idiosyncrasies. He's looking at all of his shortcomings. He's looking at all of his impossibilities. Moses is so focused on himself. He's like, who am I? Because I need to know who I am. Moses is having an identity crisis. And we understand it because Moses' life has been crazy. Born Hebrew. Raised Egyptian. He's lived in two homes. He doesn't know where he belongs. One day he decided, my God, I'm going to be a Hebrew. He goes out and does what Hebrews should do. And the Hebrews reject him. Now he's watching his father-in-law sheep. <laughs> he's a mess. Moses is having an identity crisis. He doesn't know where he belongs. He doesn't know who he belongs to. He doesn't know where he belongs. He doesn't know who he belongs with. He's all by himself. He's struggling. He's saying, who am I that I should go? What, what's this about me? He doesn't know what God knows. Watch verse 12. Verse 12 says, God says this, and he said, certainly I will be with thee. What? Watch this. You got to catch this. You got to get, get this deep down in your spirit. You got to catch this. Got to catch this. Catch this. God does not tell Moses who he is. Moses is the one with the identity crisis, not God. Moses is struggling with who he is, not God. God does not tell Moses, Moses, you're going to be the greatest leader of man on the face of the planet. 
Moses, you're going to be the greatest leader of all time. Men will write books about you thousands and thousands of years after you die. Men will write books about you. They'll make leadership you know, leadership plans based upon your life. Moses, you will be the greatest leader that Israel has ever seen. You will lead millions of people out of... God does not tell Moses what. He says, I'll be with you. <laughs> Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. The word of God is so good. Because me and you, we get so caught up in what we want to know. I want to know where I'm going. God, what's your will for my life? Where am I going to be? Who am I going to be with? And how's it going to happen? And I'm, am, am I going to be a great preacher or just kind of a medium style preacher? What am I going to do? You know, where are you going to lead me? We, we want all these answers. And the only answer that God gives Moses to do one of the greatest activities and one of the greatest moments in the history of mankind, the greatest moment is when God says, I'll be with you. You don't need to know all that. The only thing you really need to know, Moses, is that I'm going to be with you. You don't need to know who you are. You need to know who I am. You don't need to know all the answers, Moses. What you need to know is, is that if you hold my hand, I'm going to take you where we're going. What you need to know, Moses, is that you're having the crisis, not me. I want to speak to somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to somebody in this room. You're having a crisis right now, but God ain't having a crisis. Hear this man of God. Hear this preacher. You're struggling with who you are, but God is not struggling with who you are. You're, you're, you have issues. You're, you're wondering, but God is not wondering. He is stable. He is secure. The moment you were born, from the beginning, he declared the end for you. He is stable. He is there. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He said, baby, quit running around in circles and put your hand in my hand. And I'll be with you. Moses says, who am I? God doesn't give him an answer. Go to verse uh, 13. God, Moses says, Moses says, who am I? God says, I'll be with you. And then, and then Moses says, oh, okay, Lord. Who are you? He said, and Moses said unto God, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I tell them? Got to follow the program here, and I'm almost finished. Moses says, God, who am I? God says, don't worry about that. Just hold my hand. I'll be with you. Then Moses says, God, who are you? Watch what God says next in verse 14. God spills the beans. God said, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. And he doesn't leave him right there. Go to verse 15. In verse 15, he really pours it on thick. And God said moreover unto Moses, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever. And this will be my memorial unto all generations. You see? You see? When Moses says, who am I? God has a closed mouth. But when Moses says, who are you? God says, I'll tell you who I am. You've been asking the wrong questions, sir. You've been asking the wrong questions, ma'am. You've been struggling with the questions that you, you've been asking the wrong question. You keep asking God, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? But you say, God, who are you? God, reveal yourself to me. Moses gets the greatest revelation that any man on this planet has ever received in one moment. God gets, 
Moses gets a download from heaven because he changed his question. We, we, we live in such a selfie society that we are so focused on us that we forget that you can't even define yourself. You can't define yourself. And when you say, God, who am I? God will never answer that question. God always just says, I'll be with you. Well, God, who are you? That's the question. That's the question I'll answer. I am the I am. I will, I'm the first. I'm the last. I'm the alpha. I'm, I'm the God of your fathers. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let me, let me tell you who I am. God is real fancy of describing who he is. So today, as you stand with me in this house, I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.